Today on War on Weight, we are talking about the P word and maybe the M word. Y'all know me. We are not talking about the crazy P word you think I'm talking about. Get your head out of the gutter. We're talking perimenopause and menopause today on the War on Weight. So I've got Kim, my friend Kim Redden with me. And she is the owner and she is a certified coach with Life and Thrive Wellness. Um, she's been a, a registered dietitian for over 30 years and she's really just on a mission now to educate women around the world about perimenopause and menopause. She's going to talk to us all about hot flashes and cold flushes and some symptoms and things that happen. We're just going to have a really fun conversation today. And I know that you're going to enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed having my friend Kim. You know, her and I, we co-authored a book called Becoming an Unstoppable Woman in Health and Wellness. And just such a joy to be able to collaborate with all the other authors and, and, you know, and bring so many of them on the show to, to meet you and that you can learn about what they do and bring you some free resources from them. But Kim's chapter in the book is called Become an Ageless Goddess. Um, very first line in her chapter is, close your eyes and take a few deep breaths. I want you to look into the future of the 90-year-old version of yourself. How does that 90-year-old feel about the life you have lived? Is it the way you had wanted to live? Isn't that so cool? Like you'll, you'll hear me talk a lot about what does your future self look like? Make decisions for your future self. Like what does she look back at your ten, yourself 10 years ago? Would she be proud of you now? We, we've had all those conversations. But I loved it when I read Kim's chapter and it started out with, Envision your 90-year-old self. As we go into striving for optimal health, that's what we want. We want to be that amazing 90-year-old woman. Hey, sister, welcome to the War on Weight. Do you want to find some motivation to finally lose your extra pounds? Do you want to feel great in your favorite pair of jeans? Do you want some weight loss that's actually sustainable? Have you given up that any program will ever work for you? Well, I'm Keitha, and I'm your new best friend. I've spent a lifetime on the losing side of the battle, I felt frustrated, exhausted, self-conscious, and despite any success I had in life, I felt like a failure, but I finally won the war. How did I do it, you ask? I discovered how to implement simple, healthy habits, how to completely revamp my mindset, and embrace some things that were causing me to turn to food over and over again. Lastly, I discovered how to make nutrition really super simple. And after just a few short months of fueling my body properly, I dropped more than 50 pounds and I'm maintaining it by practicing all the healthy habits you're going to learn on this podcast. So if you're tired of feeling like a prisoner in your own body, you're buying clothes to hide your body, not celebrate it. You're done having your weight affect all your relationships with others and more importantly with yourself. You no longer want to eat your feelings and then beat yourself up about it. Then this is the podcast for you. Let's armor up, sister, and fight this war on weight together. All right, ladies, I promised you the conversation around the P word. And my friend Kim is here, and she's going to tell us all about the P word followed by the M word. And she's going to do it in such a fun, quick way. We're all going to kind of leave here very well educated about ourselves and kind of what to expect. So Kim, welcome to the war on weight. Thank my you. little podcast. Um, tell my listeners a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I'm Kim and I live in frozen Michigan right now. Um, I am a health coach. I have been a dietitian for 30 years, but have been doing my health coach business for two years now. Um, and I got into this P and M 
perimenopause, menopause world and have just like gone crazy in it. And, but it kind of stems out of having teenagers while I was going through perimenopause Mm. and the things that I didn't realize were actually a part of hormones versus a part of having teen well I mean teenage boys are one thing but adding the puberty and the perimenopause together was quite the experience I bet y'all were a bunch oh yeah oh there was days I'd be like you go to your room you go to your room and we'll come out later on but um I had had an ablation done in my early 40s so I wasn't doing the bleeding but you're still going through that whole cycle those hormonal shifts but I never took those into an account because I wasn't doing that monthly bleeding thing And so the craziness of working a full-time job of having very active boys, they did three sports. Like we were going year round doing sports and I'm the mom that can't say no. Oh, we need somebody to run concession stands. Okay. I'm there. Oh, we need somebody on the Christian ed board. Okay. I'll be there. And I was going crazy. I thought it was losing my mind. And part of it was just the fact that it was hormones and I didn't realize that too. So that's my story and why I got to where I got. And it's, you know, it's funny when I had a hysterectomy in um, 2018 and I had needed to have a hysterectomy for a few years, but I kept putting it off and putting it off. And literally I would tell people, I'm not having that done because my boobs are going to go away. I'm going to lose my hair. I'm going to get fat and I'm going to get crazy. And that is the order I'm concerned about. (laughs) (laughs) And it's so funny because when I actually had the hysterectomy right afterwards, I never felt better. Like Mm. it was the craziest thing. What I realized within just the first month is that because I had, um, I called it the barnacle is what they found in my ovaries. So basically, you know, all of my problems, I was not having normal hormones for a long time. Right. And so it was once I actually had the hysterectomy and went on the patch, which is a very, I'm on a very, very low dose. I felt like crystal clear again. I'm like, oh my gosh, guess what? I didn't gain weight. I didn't lose my hair. Actually, my hair got thicker. Like it was it was so interesting to see, I probably have had been in perimenopause for many years during all of that. Like they didn't consider it that, but really like what you're saying is when your hormones are off, we have the symptoms. And so I had them. And so when I have people say, oh, you know, I'm in menopause, so I'm gonna, you know, I'm gaining weight or I, you know, I can't lose weight because I'm in menopause or perimenopause. I have to call the BS card on it because not only have I lost all of my weight, well, 56 pounds of it in this in full menopause. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, I've had three times now that I've decided I was going to take the patch away and just not use it at all because it's such a small dose. I'm not really sure it was really helping. 
and I can't really see a huge difference, but, and then I get kind of scared and put it back, but that's a whole nother episode. So right. <laughs> give us the down and dirty on perimenopause. Let's start there. And then how do you know, like when it's starting, why it starts symptoms, and then how do you know you're going from perimenopause into full menopause? Okay. Boy, that's a lot there. It's a lot. So you just, it's a lot. Just, just go for it. Just go for it. Okay. Well, so kind of to begin with perimenopause, I know that was a word that I really hadn't worked, heard until I started doing the studying on menopause. And I always would say, you know, well, I'm in menopause because I'm having hot flashes or I'm going through menopause, but truly it's perimenopause. That is that stage where you begin the change in your hormones when you are going from point A to point B. And it can start as early as your mid thirties, typically in your mid forties, or you can have like yourself, the sudden onset because of surgery or um, chemotherapy. I have heard from what I've read, you can have up at least 40 different symptoms of perimenopause on up to, I've heard 60, read 60 symptoms of menopause. That's crazy. And isn't it crazy? I, I mean, like that could be anything. Like when yeah. you have 60 symptoms, uh, like, that could be so many different things, but hormones just wreak havoc. Oh, they do. They do. And it is. And it's like, and I look back and I'm like, oh, that's what that was, you know? And typically the hot flashes and the irregular periods are more towards the end of that perimenopause cycle. So, so I have to ask. Yes. So the going to bed freezing and then waking up an hour later on fire, mm -hmm. is that a hot flash? That's a hot flash. Yeah. So I, okay. So I, after I had my hysterectomy, I, I was cold all the time. Mm -hmm. And so I looked it up and apparently this cold flush is a thing. Yes. Yep. And so I was cold just all the time. I'm like, where are these hot flashes? I was so worried about. <laughs> so I've never had a hot flash where I'm pouring with sweat. Okay. Like I've seen those in action. Those are crazy. <laughs> I've never had that, but I just get hot, but mm -hmm. I'm all, I'm more cold, like, like ice cold and then a little warm and just a little uncomfortable. So that is still considered a hot flash. Yeah. Cause you can have hot flashes. You can have the cold flashes. Um, yeah. I just, my hot flashes, I just feel like a fire starts from the inside and just, but I don't get those. Yeah. Those sweaty hot flashes. Um, at night I can wake up being really hot and just own covers off. But, you know, I had a coworker who was like, I had to get up and change my pajamas because I was soaking wet. I was like, that's just crazy. Yeah. But, I have a lot of friends who that is the, I mean, literally like they just soak their clothes. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow. Like, yeah. Yeah. like, do you need a higher dose of something? But it's because yeah. that that's, that's hard to deal with. All right. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I just wanted no, to ask no. to clarify if, no. if these warm flushes qualify as a hot flash. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just um, with the change in estrogen and progesterone there, your body loses its ability sometimes for that internal temperature regulation. Mm, okay. That makes and sense. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Tell us some of these other 60 oh, symptoms. symptoms. Okay. Um, of course, um, brain fog, um, digestive issues, heartburn, um, bloating, gas, constipation, diarrhea, um, arthritis, flare ups, chronic diseases, getting worse. So many to even, you know, just tiny things. And of course, you know, you want to make sure that you're always following up with your doctor because I could be saying this stuff, you know, I'd like heart palpitations. Um, I remember getting those, like you just feel that flutter when I'm thinking, oh Lord, am I having a heart attack? Um, you know, truth, so, truth moment, truth moment. That's how I yeah. know I need to change my patch. Oh, yep. That's terrible, isn't it? That I'm like, oh, that's kind of a weird feeling. Oh, did I change my patch recently? Like that's, there are certain things that I'm like, oh, or if I start like crying at like the Tide commercials, then I'm like, <laughs> oh, I didn't change my patch. I better go do that. Time yeah. to do that. Yeah. 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 But yeah. yeah, the heart palpitations are there and it's just this weird little flutter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's subtle, but I have heard friends say that sometimes they're not so subtle. Yeah, I would almost feel like I needed to catch my breath real, you know, and then yeah. I would like, okay, we're fine again. <laughs> right. <laughs> no heart attack. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, those are some of the, the things, but yeah, definitely always follow up with your doctor too, when you're experiencing yeah. some of those things, because I don't want to tell you you're having perimenopause. And then um, able to have a doctor that you can really talk to. Yes. Yeah. All right. So let's go on. Tell us a little bit more about like, like, so we know that there's some symptoms, the Mm -hmm. pretty generic ones that we all hear about. What is, tell me one symptom that you find that like most people don't recognize. Can you think of anything that, that people think, oh, that's not menopause or perimenopause. That's, is there anything that. That, that you hear your clients tell you that's just odd? Probably like the digestive stuff, mm. you know? Yeah. You know, I know. I just remember those days where I just feel so bloated. What yeah. is going on? You know, our lovely bodies as we age, I would just be like just aging type of a thing or what's going on with what did I eat today <laughs> type of a thing. But yeah, absolutely. And you know, a lot of my clients, um, you know, I work with mainly women. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like the only men clients that I have are actually the spouses of my women clients. Oh. And that's a, and that's a lot of what, what I hear is this, this, you know, the bloating and, mm-hmm. and, you know, and of course you always tend to attract people, you know, closer to your age because they want to coach like yourself. Right. They want somebody who's been through what they're going through, or at least have some same life experiences. And so a lot of my clients are in this same age bracket. And I do hear a lot of the bloating, a lot of the mm-hmm. arthritis, a lot of the, you know, just your hands hurt, your feet hurt, bloated, your, your face feels swollen, hormones, all those things. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. So now what age you tell me, you said usually around mid forties is when most women start. When do most women go into full menopause? Well, the average 
age is around 51, 52 years of age. And menopause is being exactly 12 months from your last period. Okay. So that's good to know. That one moment in time is menopause. You've gone that 12 months. 12 months. months. Yeah, 51 or 52 seems early. That's kind of the average. Yeah, Um, that sounds kind of early, but I didn't realize that, that that was the average. I was thinking the average one might be a little bit older than that, but that's, that's good. That's good to know. It's maybe because as we get older that we feel younger and we, you know, like we're not 21, I'm 21. My, my body may be turning 56 next month, but I'm 21. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to turn, um, what year is it? 23. I'll be turning 53. (laughs) I had to think about it for a second. Um, brain fog. Um, I have to, so I turned 53 and I'm, I still don't realize 53 doesn't feel old at all. So no, it doesn't. So I'm like, oh, hmm, maybe yeah, that's why we always think when we get to these ages that it's not, it's not as old as it seems. Right. So that's what I loved about your book and your chapter when you wrote about your 90s year old self. I have mm-hmm. every intention of yes. being that fantastic lady from the Titanic, the spunky little lady in her nineties <laughs> on the, out on a cruise. That's going to be me. So anyway, so now we kind of know what perimenopause is and what menopause is. Now tell our listeners, what can they do about it to ease the symptoms and to gently and gracefully take us through it without injuring anyone or going to jail? (laughs) (laughs) Take hormones. Um, Right. um, Lots of them. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I was going to go off on my, I'm going to go off on a little bit here. Like when we talk about hormones, um, hopefully finding the right practitioner for the right hormones too, because a lot of times they're just going to give you birth control pills, which are synthetic hormones and our bodies don't know. Well, they're not necessarily good, but, and we were, I mean, not me per se, but a lot of women are on birth control pills for how long, like ages. And when you go off, your body doesn't even know how to regulate itself on its own anymore. Mm-hmm. And so working on finding bioidentical hormones. So hormones that are going to match our type that aren't synthetic. Okay. So like my patch is synthetic. Could be, I'm not sure. It's a, oh, it's an estradiol or something like that. Is it estradiol? Uh-huh. Okay. I think estradiol is a bioidentical. Oh, okay. Good. I'm going to look yeah. this up. So yeah, I've learned something. Yeah. All right. Good. Yeah. yeah. All um, right. Okay. So back on to my, not tangent. Um, so what do you want to do? Eating healthy, finding those right foods because foods that we think are healthy may not be healthy for us. Mm -hmm. So finding the right foods, getting rid of the processed foods and the sugar, those are like huge. And sugar actually intensifies hot flashes. Mm -hmm. I would agree a hundred percent. Yes. Yes. Um, getting fats in your diet. And I know you go, 
you want me to eat fat? And that was a hard thing for me when I really started doing things was like, okay, as a dietitian, I was taught to tell you to take fats out, like get rid of the fats, you know, the American Heart Association diet, but we need the fats. We need healthy fats. We need healthy fats. We need healthy fats. We don't need the, we don't need the quarter pounders. Right, right. We need need the the avocado fats. Yep. Not the canola, not the vegetable, not the corn oils, but right. Yeah. The good, healthy, the good, healthy fats. Yeah. Yeah. So get those. And they're important for hormone production even. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, It helps. I think I know that I've read a lot about the healthy fats, how it really regulates your cycles and it, Mm -hmm. it, they do play a big part. Um, I know for myself, one of the things that I learned as I started my health journey was that I was, I had not eaten sugar in a really long time. I was, a Die hard Atkins girl back in the day. I did keto a lot and it did some damage. Not gonna lie to you, it did some damage to my kidneys and and it it didn't do so well with it over a long period of time. But during that time is when I switched over to artificial sweeteners. And I realized that I was the the girl getting fat on Diet Coke because I had so many artificial sweeteners in my system that my body then started treating it just like regular sugar. And so that's why I, it was, I should have just been having regular sugar. My body may be able to process it better, but that's definitely one of the things that I've done over the past two years is tried to eliminate a lot of artificial sweeteners, not just sugar. Um, And so I try to to lean towards those natural sweeteners and it is amazing the difference. Like, and mm-hmm. how you feel Oh yeah. overall. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, white sugar is bad, but fake sugar is just as bad in some cases. And I think yeah. everything in moderation. Oh yeah. 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 And I do know when I snuck in some sugar, you know, I mean, I try to really not eat any added sugars, but sometimes if I get like too much fruit and get too much of that, even natural sugar too. Absolutely. You know, um, in the program that I coach for you, when you're in weight loss phase, Mm -hmm. you don't have fruit and people are like, Oh, it's so healthy. It's no, 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 no. You're eating four bananas, three oranges, six cups of grapes. And you're calling that healthy. Healthy. I'm calling that diabetes. I'm calling that diabetes. And people have a really hard time understanding that, that, that it, it's, it's too much. So once we get out of weight loss and we go into transition, we, as we add back, you know, that fruit category, it's then, okay, now this is what a fruit serving size looks like. And this is, you should have two of these a day (laughs) and it's a very different, it's not four bananas. I mean, I've, I've had clients that I've talked to or potential clients I've talked to are like, well, I have, you know, coffee and a banana for breakfast. And I have a sandwich and a banana for lunch. And I'm like, (laughs) yeah, it's like, oh, and then sometimes I put blueberries and bananas and strawberries on my yogurt after dinner. All that sounds like it would be healthy, but it's too much. It's too much sugar. It's just way too much sugar. So anyway, so eliminate sugar, healthy fats, get rid of alcohol and spicy well not 
can't get rid of the spicy food. Sometimes y'all got to have that. But I mean, some of those are triggers for hot flashes too. Mm-hmm. So yep. getting rid of those, drinking your water, lots and lots of water that yep. will help, help with body temperature regulation, even getting that. Yeah. And you, and it's, you know, it's, and you don't have to waterlog like, you know, people think, oh, I got to drink a gallon of water a day. You don't have to drink a gallon of water a day, but you'd be really surprised how many days you don't drink 64. Right. Just if if ever, if you could consistently get 64 ounces of water every single day, you're so much healthier. Right. But then there's people think, oh, I have to drink a half a gallon or I got to drink a gallon of water a day to lose weight or feel better. So then they don't drink any at all. At least drink some. (laughs) Just drink a little bit. Like, all right, what's next? What's next? So then there's some lifestyle modifications, you know, being active, you know, and I, when I say active, I call it like joyful movement. Like let's do something that feels good. And Mm -hmm. sometimes I love to, I have a playlist that I'll just turn on and get in the living room and just dance. Absolutely. Dancing changes your brain completely. It does something to you just completely like, it just gets rid of the negative energy. It gets your body moving. I think it releases some happy hormones at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So do what feels good. Just be moving. Um, And then sometimes, I don't know, I call it the mental shit that lives in my head. Yep. You know, getting rid of that stuff, getting it out in whatever way, meditation, journaling, prayer, whatever way, you know, um, I love to do cranial sacrals. Those help move negative energy, uh, breath work. Um, there was something else I was thinking. I'm going to, I think I'm going to this Friday night. I think I'm going to do my first breath work class. I'm mm. super excited. Yeah. I've never yeah. tried it before. Um, but I'm going to try it with a friend. So we'll see. It's, how it an, goes. Exper- it's an experience. It really is. So, yeah. Yeah. It was funny when I, I did it the first time they were like, you know, you may cry, you may, you know, and I'm like, I don't know. All of a sudden there were tears. Tears. I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah. I better yeah. make sure my patches change that day. <laughs> right. <laughs> they don't kick me out. <laughs> But it's great to do those big, huge releases. We hold that energy, that negative energy and trauma in our bodies. And that ages us mm-hmm. too, you know? So by living the right life, you can actually slow down that aging process. Yeah. And um, I also, um, I am a Revelation Wellness facilitator and instructor, and it's a you know, a nine week Bible study and around food and body image. And we talk a lot about the big T's, little T's, the big mm-hmm. traumas and the little traumas. And we don't realize how those little traumas, most of us wouldn't count them as trauma, yes. but it, when we hold it all in that, you know, how they stack up to become a big T. And then all of a sudden you've got all these little things that have become a really big issue. I am a huge proponent of journaling and my listeners know that and anybody who follows me on social media knows I'm a huge proponent. My very, very favorite journaling practice and I, every chance I get, I give her a shout out is the Heartwork Journaling University. Maritza Para does an amazing job 
And she changed my journaling practice. And I have been journaling for years and years and years. And I found her about four years ago now. Yeah, about four years, maybe three, probably four. And it was completely changed it, completely changed my journaling. And, and I just, I love it. It's amazing how you can get so much out that you didn't realize. And she does, she does doodle journaling. So you, you, the, you doodle something and you don't have to make it a pretty drawing, but you draw something. And as you're drawing it, you're thinking about the prompt and about what you're drawing. And as you're being creative, your brain starts to just flow. It is amazing how all of a sudden stuff just like dumps on the paper. Whereas before yeah. I would sit and stare and go, oh, well, I don't know what I'm going to write. But I was, <laughs> yeah. um, I was also John Maxwell trained um, several years ago and I followed him since I was like early twenties. And so he talks about jotting versus journaling. So you just jot all your thoughts down. I was really good at jotting and I wrote a lot of things down and, and I was really good about journaling around sermons from Sundays. Um, and I would, you know, I would write some notes on Sundays and then during the week, I'd go back and journal about them during the week. And then if I was having big issues, I would journal about them, but it really wasn't until I got into a really solid practice of that and really taking captive every thought and really putting it into that true perspective of the circumstance, the thought, the feeling, the action, the result, and just really putting that into practice that has made a humongous difference, um, and meditation and movement. And it's funny that you said, you know, moving your body in a way that you love just mm -hmm. yesterday, I created myself one of those new little the fa Facebook banners across the top, the mm -hmm. covers. And that was one of the things that, that I was doing like a before and after like of how I felt before I started my health journey. And then since I've started the health journey, and that was one of the things I put on the before picture was I was exercising five times a day. I couldn't put in there that I was exercising five times a day, running myself to death. Like I would literally look at my calories and then I would look at, you know, how many miles I had in for the week. Well, I've got to have 50 miles in every week. And if I don't get 50 miles in every week, I'm going to gain weight and I won't lose weight. I mean, I used to run myself to death. I ended up with back issues and all kinds of things. And that's a whole nother story. But the, my listeners know that I had four back surgeries in 11 months and I it came shortly after my last half marathon when I kind of really just pushed it too far. Um, but I always over-exercised. So I either way overdid it or didn't do it at all. And so on my cover thing that I made yesterday, it's on the after picture I put on there, moving my body in, in joy and love. Oh, yeah. Because that's what I've learned in Revelation Wellness is that I move my body in love. I move my body to take care of the body that God gave me, not to outrun the fork anymore. Nice. And, and so it's just, I loved when I read your part, your chapter in the book, which mm -hmm. we haven't talked about the book yet at all. Right. I talked about it in a little bit in the pre, um, before you came on, you know, this book that we did together, when you read all the chapters has a one book, it's so really cool isn't it i love it. it it really is i mean it we really we all it's interesting to see how we intermingle but yet we have our own all have our own specialties but at the same time we have some common threads oh yeah yeah and because the bottom line is living healthy has a has so many common threads mm -hmm. i mean 
drinking your water. I, I don't know a program out there that's going to tell you, oh, no, don't drink any water. Just drink eight to 12 Diet Cokes like you were doing before. That was working really well for you. <laughs> like, you know, like, you know, it's always, of course, we need to move our bodies if we want to stay young. You know, yes. eating too much processed foods is never going to be good for anybody. Eating, you know, too much sugar and too much flour and not having moderation is never going to be good. But when you realize the huge impact it has on as a woman and as our hormonal health and we don't want to have what do they call it the menopot little beer belly pot mm-hmm. belly that women tend to get with menopause yeah we have to change mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's like when are we going to do it and for me my crisis was not my menopause or my weight gain or my, any of those things. I've been battling my weight for years. Mine was a health crisis with my back that I knew I could no longer hold the weight, but it's, I know that women have this crisis. Many people have it a lot. And then they're just paralyzed with the, with the things that they, they feel like they can't make a change and they can't do it. It's going to be too hard. And I know I've had a lot of of my guests come on and really encourage women, you know, just do something small, make yeah. small changes. One step. You, know, you know, a lot of times with my clients and in my business, when I'm constantly preaching about healthy habits and, you know, you've got to do this and you've got to change, you know, make this habit and start working on those habits in their minds are like, but you're a weight loss coach. You just want me to wait, lose weight. You just want, it was no, no, because you won't keep it off. Right. And the only way to, lo- to lose weight and keep it off is to change your habits. And that means getting in the habit of eating smaller fruit sizes. Make sure you're, you know, limiting your sugar. Like those are habits, drinking water, moving well. Like I love the fact that you talked about dancing. You know, my yeah. husband will see me in here dancing in my office and he thinks, what is she doing in there? <laughs> but I have one meeting that we do and we always take a dance break. Like, you know, just to kind of yeah, refresh. So yeah. tell me in a little bit now, let's talk quickly about the book. Okay. Tell me why you decided you wanted to be in the book or how you became a part of the book. I should say how I became, that was like, I just was a pro, it was, you know, I think in the moment I was, you know, I had been asked to talk with Heather Mm-hmm. Who, you know me too um, I like Heather yeah I do too I literally had just come home from putting our 10 year old cat to sleep oh and I picked up my phone and it said you have this meeting in five minutes and I was like I am a big hot mess we have just spent yeah. this last week with a very sick cat made the hard decision to put him down and I'm a hot mess. And so I get on and Heather, I'm like, I'm here. I, you know, I figured it was better to show up a hot mess than not show up. And Heather was like, oh, I have COVID. And I'm like, okay, we're good together then. Right. <laughs> she was telling me about this. And I was just like, I don't know, in this other world anyways. But I just, I, so I think I was in that moment of like, whatever happened, but I just, I mean, that is such my mission 
is to get out there and talk about menopause, perimenopause, because, and like I say in the book, erectile dysfunction is talked about way more than menopause is talked about. Absolutely. Yeah. It's on TV. You know, I could really take this in, like I said, you know, earlier on, we were going to talk about the P word and the head down and dirty of menopause, but let me just tell you, I get on a soapbox and I'm going to do it right now. It's going to be the first time I've done it on this podcast since I started it, but I'm going to get on the soapbox because it's all about body image and body shame and what women go through. Mm -hmm. And I have said it many times to many people. If they put naked men on TV and on billboards and turn them into the images that they turn women into and expect us to live up to it, that stuff would have stopped a long time ago. Oh yeah. You know, there is there, you know, there's no way that, that men, they have no idea what women go through trying to keep up with the fake that's on TV or the fake that's in the movies. Our sons are learning that this is what sex is supposed to be like. Our daughters are learning. This is how I'm supposed to act with a boy. We've learned it growing up as it's changed and evolved. When I watch what's on TV now, I just, I'm pretty, I'm pretty hit, but I'm telling you, I just get like, I have to fast forward. Like I get so upset over it because it's, but you're right. Every other commercial is about erectile dysfunction, but nobody's talking about what women are going through while their guys are out getting Viagra to continue on with this, whatever that's crazy. We don't have any libido anymore. Right. I mean, I said, I always say God has such a sense of humor, (laughs) you know, right? Because when we don't know any better men are like all the rage and I'm making this PG as possible, but when we get all the rage, they got to get the pill. So it's like, gosh, like it's gotta be, you know, it's, could we just line this up a little bit better? But you know, it's, it is, you're right. It's such a, it's such an injustice for women because we already are feeling crazy with our hormones. Mm -hmm. We're already competing with this imagery of what a woman is supposed to look like at our age after, you know, they have had every kind of surgery and nips and tucks and personal trainers and all the things. And then we don't even get the, we don't get the same airspace. So anyway, I am going to step off the soapbox (laughs) and you finish telling us about your chapter because you're at this. I, when I read that in the chapter, I was like, she is so right. I get so like, I just know it. If they would just put naked men on TV and they would make them into these sex objects that we make women into that stuff would have stopped. Cause I'm telling you, men would not be able to walk in the room and see that on TV and not somehow have an outrage. But as women, we're supposed to sit there and just go, oh, it's okay. Yeah. It is not okay. It is no. not, it is nope. not okay. Nope. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I know. So yeah, that is like my deal. Like women suffer. Like some women seriously suffer. Like I had serious depression, like terrible depression. And and I 
fed myself the junk mm-hmm. medicated with the, the food the mm-hmm. food and I gained so much weight which then just made me hate myself even more you know mm-hmm. like literal self-hate sitting there going I hate myself and and, and when you're thinking I'm never going to measure up anyway right I mean it's it, it's so much I talk about that a lot about fueling your body versus feeding your emotions mm-hmm. and it's it's amazing when we go into situations and you're like, well, you know, you just kind of just throw your hands up and say, I'm never going to, I'm never going to measure up to that. It's not until we realize we don't have to, Right. we don't have to, we have to measure up to what our 90 year old self wants to look like, not what anybody else wants it to look like. Yeah. Okay. Sister. So excited. Guess what? The paperback is out. Kim and I talked about our chapters from in Becoming an Unstoppable Woman in Health and Wellness. Um, and it is absolutely, I have it in my hand right now. I'm so excited. So if you want a signed copy from myself or from Kim, make sure you go to the show notes, check it out, how you order a signed copy, or you can head over to Amazon and you can pick up your book. Um, the ebook is only 99 cents. And one of the things I offer to those of you who join my mailing list, if you go over to coachkeitha.com and you sign up for my newsletter, you're going to get the ebook for free. So save yourself 99 cents and get the ebook. You're going to love the chapters. There's so many chapters in the book that provide some really solid advice and some practical steps into going into optimal health and being the best version of yourself at 90. Until next time. Sister, could you relate? Did you feel that woman inside of you just trying to break free? If so, then we need to be friends. Head on over to the Facebook and send me a friend request. I'll actually accept it. You'll get my daily healthy eating recipes and see all the fun I have living a larger life in my smaller body. And you may even get a laugh or two over me and my 50 plus chickens. I proudly claim the crazy chicken lady title. Plus, you might get some gardening tips on growing your own healthy meals. You'll quickly fall in love with my chocolate lab Brady and one of my many cats. You'll also see that I am a lipstick-loving, coffee-drinking mom, wife, and Jesus freak. Can't wait to see you over on Facebook. And more importantly, I really want to hear your thoughts on the show. I want to see your written reviews. Take 60 seconds and leave me a written review and then screenshot it and go on Instagram and tag me so I can give you a proper thank you for your review. If you're already thinking I might be the coach from you, you can go ahead and schedule a free appointment with me at coachkeitha.com. And how you spell Keitha is K-E-A-T-H-A, coachkeitha.com. You can find all my social links in the show notes as well as my website link. Thanks again for listening to my show. I'll see you on the battlefield. Until next time.